listening? Hello. Do you remember Frasier? Yes. That's what he would do. Hello. Are you listening? No. no, What would he say? Hello, Hello, I'm listening. He wouldn't say it like that. He'd have this breathy air. Hello, I'm listening. There you go. I don't know. I'm not a Frasier. I'm my own. I'm not either. I'm my own DJ. Hi. DJ? You're not a DJ. No, I'm not a DJ. Clarify the difference. I'm a button pusher. (laughs) (laughs) I don't spin records. I click records. <laughs> I click records. No, but seriously, you had to explain to me the difference between, I grew up with, there were radio DJs. They yes. were DJs. So they actually did, you know, have records or cassettes or whatever, and they actually did have to put the music in that way. And that's what DJs do now. They actually have records and they, you know, sometimes they do it electronically, but it's the, it's more of the, you know, how, how does that industry work? A DJ will play music on request. And oh my gosh, you danced. You moved your body when you oh, said play music. Sake. <laughs> when I think of a DJ now, I think of a wedding, a venue. Yes, that's a DJ. And people ask me all the time, can you come and DJ our wedding? And I'm like, no, that's not what I do. Now they call who I am in this industry radio personalities because we're more of a personality and a button pusher. <laughs> a button pusher. There is some truth to that, my Look friend. Look how many buttons I got in front of me. Come on now. A button pusher. It's a button pusher and a mouse clicker. I'm a (laughs) mouse clicker. Oh my stars. That's all there is to it. So hi, Nicole. It's good to be back together. Hi, button pusher, mouse clicker. (laughs) What does that make you? Uh, I don't know. We're not going. Mouse clicker's friend. (laughs) Right. There you go. (laughs) It still cracks me up when, when people think that your last name is in the morning. That's fine. Angie, in the morning. It is in the morning. button pusher. You are, you are in the morning's mouse clicker friend. You know what I think about when you say button pusher? Remember the Staples, one of those home office depots? That was easy. Easy button. How many times do we want to hit the reset button? Oh, now you're getting deep. Well, yeah, because... Mondays. Mondays, I always hit the reset button. Every day when I wake up, I hit the reset button. Because I have to. I know I've made mistakes the day before. (laughs) I just know it. (laughs) How many times have you made mistakes the day before? Right. So I forget the past. We're supposed to forget the past. So each day I wake up and I'm perfect. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of perfect, that's another thing I need to talk to you about. So I was told the other day that I'm not perfect. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) No, I know that I'm not perfect, but a certain somebody in my life told me I was not perfect, but I was good. So it was a, it was trying to, he was trying to be effort, giving me affirmation, but he was trying to remind me that he understands I'm not perfect. You have a curious look on your face. I am a conversation where somebody comes out and says you're not perfect. That could go in a lot of different directions. And I will tell you, my daughter Allie last night came to me with a very heavy heart. And she said, you know, mom, I feel like sometimes you want me to be perfect. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what what have I done? And so I had a beautiful conversation with her about that and asked for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we have that show Parenting Today's Teens. And last week, it was all about how we have expectations over our kids. And it can turn the kids into like, I know my daughter is suffering from it right now that you always she always says you always wanted me to be perfect. I go, no, I just wanted you to do your best, but it didn't come across that way. Right. And so, yeah, it it was a interesting show. And I'll probably have to go listen to it again, even though I don't have teenagers. I still have children who are suffering from my mistakes. This was a 10 year old. I mean, so, yeah, like you said, I suffer from that. So the whole point of him telling me that I wasn't perfect was actually kind of sweet because he understood that I'm a frail, not frail, (laughs) that I'm a a person that makes mistakes. And you know, when you have that expectation that you know that they're human, any friend or any person you're in relationship with, if you understand that they're a human that makes mistakes, you know, you can have a lot more grace for them. 
Right. You know, nobody needs to be put on a pedestal. Jesus is the only one that needs to be worshipped. Everybody else is like, you know, you're human. And I think sometimes we have really high expectations for people that may not be very fair for them. Do you think? Oh, I agree. Anyway, that's beside the point. So you want to know who the special friend is? Well, I was just going to ask you. (laughs) Yeah, there's been some things that have been going on in my life. Last week, I admitted that I was in a relationship. Oh, wow. I'm so in a relationship. (laughs) So let's talk about Tom. Oh, he has a name. His name is Tom. Oh, my goodness. So I've known Tom for four years. We've done music ministry together. He's a drummer. <laughs> I'm such a groupie when I watch him drum. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. I took video of him the other day because I'm like, I'm such a groupie. I just love watching your drum. Aww. Okay. That's, see, there I get all, I get all Twitter-pated all of a sudden. Twitter-pated. Oh my <laughs> stars. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, normally I'm doing music with him. So I'm doing my thing and he's over there just drumming. Well, I get to watch him actually drum when he's doing it at his church and I'm not playing with him. And so I'm just watching him and admiring how good he is as a drummer. So I just happen to love drums and he's a drummer. Okay, but that's beside the point. So met him four years ago in March. As a matter of fact, he came as a quick fill in, a last minute fill in for my little band because we needed a drummer. And our mutual friend Furman said, come on, we need a drummer. And he was like, "Okay," And he came. Well, that was the first time I met him. And then every month we had a standing engagement in Columbus where Furman was leading worship and we all came to help Furman. So I saw Tom every month and I would sit with Tom and Tom and I would share almonds and raisins and we would (laughs) dance when it was offering time and we just had fun. And then sometimes we would all go out to dinner or just Tom and I would go out to dinner and, you know, it was just friendship. It was just friendship. But at the time, it was just you were doing life with the band yeah. and Tom. Yeah. But just. But, and, and, you know, there was times when Tom and I went out to dinner and he would very upfront tell me he's not looking to be in a relationship. Yeah. And that he was really just focused on his kids and focused on getting himself um, healthy with God. And, and I mean, just all this. And I knew his character. I knew he was a good guy. Right. Well, then at one point I decided I wanted to buy a car and Tom just happens to be a car salesman. So I called him up while I was at my girlfriend's house, my friend Kimber, and I said, Tom, I'm looking for a Honda Fit. And he said, hang on a second. He goes, I got one right here. That's purple. And Kimber heard it and said, that's my car. And I go, no, that's my car. You're like, back off. Back off, Kimber. It's my car, right? (laughs) Well, so what happened was the next night I went down to see Tom and it was dark. Trying to remember how early in the year it was because it was dark already. And so we went out in the parking lot and he just hit the button to find out where the car was. And then we sat in the car and he explained to me all the different things, but it hadn't been detailed yet. So he didn't want to take it for a drive or anything like that. And so he's explaining to me how this car works. So the next day I go down there with Kimber to test drive it. He gets it in to get it detailed really quickly. We go down there. Tom's like, you want to take it for a drive? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you got your driver's license? Well, no, because I, I rode with Kimber and I forgot my driver's license. What? Who goes and test drives a car without a driver's license? I know someone who did. So he he goes, well, you're not going to be able to drive the car. Kimber goes, I have my license. So Kimber drove my car. (laughs) She she drove my car first and we drove around. And if she was a true friend, she would have said you could borrow my driver's license. (laughs) Well, on the way back, Tom said, hop in the front and just drive it back to the dealership. So yeah, we don't keep that on the deal. That's it's on. Yes, it's on the deal on the podcast for heaven's sakes. (laughs) But anyway, we went ahead and went through the financing and all that stuff. And as we're walking out... After the deal is done, papers are signed, we're walking out to say goodbye, and he notices a dent in the door. Oh! Which we didn't see before because it was dark. dark. 
and he was kicking himself. Like he was so upset. He's like, I could have had that fixed if I'd found it earlier, blah, 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 blah. I said, listen, Tom, I would have bought this car either way. It wasn't that big of a dent. And so I, I bought the car. Well, fast forward to this year, as you've heard on the previous podcast, that poor little Petunia right. got completely smashed in an accident on July 10th. And there I was looking for another car. So I texted Tom. Now, remember, I've seen Tom all these months in between as well. So I texted, well, not in 2020 because we had the shutdown. So I didn't actually see him until I went car shopping with him. Right. And I said, I need a car. He goes, well, I retired because of the quarantine or because of the COVID. And but I, I will take you. And we'll go shopping. I remember you went. Yeah. Yeah. And so I told him what I wanted. I said, I loved my fit, but I don't like how small the tires are. And when I get up in the morning to go to work, it's super early and the roads aren't plowed. Those tires don't work. He said, you need an HRV. He sold me. Well, he took me to a place. He had friends there. He worked out. He negotiated all of it for me. I remember you talking about that. On one of the previous podcasts yeah, my about friend. your friend Tom, he yes. helped you with another car. He helped you I'll with this car. I have to go car. back and listen to you, it. Do you not remember? <laughs> I do. Well, I do because I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So he negotiated the whole thing and yeah. got me a great deal and God love him. He was so sweet. And I took him out to dinner afterwards. Once again, I think we've probably had dinner six or seven times over the years that we've known each other. Mm-hmm. I went and met his son, came out to dinner with us one time. And, and, you know, just we've just been doing a little bit of life together. Right. Just a little bit. Right. Well, a couple of, well, a month ago or so, he just calls me out of the blue and says, hey, my church is going shooting in Delaware tomorrow. You want to go with me? And I was like, or do you want to go? He didn't say with me. Didn't sound like a date. I said, yeah, I love to go shooting. So I met him out there and we went shooting with the other guys from the church and had a great time. And then we left. That was it. And we know he's, he's like, I got to go get ready for work. And I said, all right, I'm going to my daughter's house. That was it. Even my daughter asked me, are you dating this guy? And I go, no. Well, like, we just went shooting. Like, it was just Tom. He's just my friend. Well, that night, he texted me. He's like, can we talk? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Now I'm wondering what's up because now this is different. Tom's talking to me twice in one day. <laughs> and basically just kind of gave me his story about how he wasn't ready. And now he's ready. And God put me on his heart. And so he called me immediately. And that was it. And then we started talking and I told him, I said, I haven't dated since 2008, (laughs) like literally not even an offer or dinner or anything except for him, which was just a friend. Right. And so I said, but I'm not the kind of person that's going to date without looking at marriage because I don't need to date. I'm super healthy as a single person. And he said, that's my my goal. And so I said, all right, I'll walk it out with you and see where we go. So we just agreed that we would continue to date. Actually, he doesn't call it dating. He says he's pursuing me, which I think is so romantic. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, he's, yeah, we just started talking and started talking about our, our lives. And, and, you know, it's funny because I already knew him. I knew his character. I knew he loved God and I knew the extent of that to an extent. I guess I knew quite a bit about his faith and I knew that we believed the same. Right. And gosh, we just started talking and never stopped. And then it was like, yeah, I could totally marry this guy. But I didn't tell him that, of course. But I told other people, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, he's the guy. Like in a week, I knew this was this was really a potential because he's he and I are just so much aligned. I keep hearing in my head, you're so in sync. And it was like everything was in sync. Yeah. But the heart of what that is has been God. Well, okay. so one of the things that Tom loves is music lyrics. We're both musicians. And so everything he says 
comes out in lyrics, mm-hmm. which I think is so cute. He's always sending me music. But he said, all I keep feeling is a peaceful, easy feeling, you know, from the Eagles. Right. He goes, everything about what we're doing is such a peaceful, easy feeling. It just fit. He right. just fit. And the more I get to know him, the more I realize he is really my fit. He really is. Right back to like things that I've said to God years ago. Here he is standing in front of me. Right. And I can't get over it. I'm like, wow, you really were set aside for me. And I'm he feels the same way about me. And, you know, just making God the the first and foremost priority in our life. And yeah, that's why he told me I wasn't perfect because I'm just a human. And sorry, I'm taking second place. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine with me. If I'm first behind God, I'm good. <laughs> I love that. So anyway, you've had a chance to meet him, you and your husband. Yes. I thought it went well. Don't oh, you yes. Think? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I have always appreciated the fact that you in this relationship, that you have been seeking input from people that you respect and that have your best interest. Yeah. Yeah. At heart. Absolutely, because I didn't do that with the last one and got myself into huge trouble. Right. So I'm I'm definitely I want in people's input. Yeah, for sure. The people that are closest to me. And then they warn him and then they threaten him. So he's gotten a lot of warnings and a lot of threatens <laughs> threatenings. And he's he's stuck around. He's he's like, I'm not afraid, honey. These people just care about you. I'm like, Oh, that's so sweet. No, but there's wisdom in you saying, okay, this, I, you needed other people to be seeing things, observing things. And that's what happens with a healthy relationship. Well, and I was a big skeptic and I was not willing to trust my own feelings. Right. And I, I will not trust my own feelings. So I needed to have other people's input because my own feelings can get me in the way. And I don't want to be rose colored glasses, you know, that whole thing. Right. And so, yeah, I've put him in front of everybody. But here's the funny thing is I told him, I said, I'm putting you in front of everybody who's important in my life. And he goes, um, so am I. And then I realized, yeah, he did right from the first day yeah. shooting with guys from this church that he goes to. And then... I went to a small group with him and these people have known him up to 30 years, some of them. And so, yeah, he's, he did the same thing for me. He put me in front of people and I, wow, I, I've, I've been getting a taste of my own medicine. (laughs) Well, I know when I met him for the first time after we had talked and you were asking me, what do you think? And and I said, "I, I have one yellow flag looking for, you know, no red flags, but one yellow flag. Like how long have you met him? Because it was kind of sort of out of the blue, mm-hmm. very much. but it was out of the blue for you. So it was out of the blue for me. And you talked about what you just said about you've known him for years. And then when you said, well, he's the one that sold me my cars. I'm like, oh yeah, we, you've talked before about him. Like it yes. wasn't. And, and now I'm admitting to him about how I would hang out after church service, just in case he might want to go out to dinner. <laughs> Isn't it cool how you can think back to the way? Yes. And one time, and this is the one that he remembers, one time a couple of years ago, Furman couldn't make it. And so I led worship for him. And I was really nervous because these are not my people. These were Furman's people. These were Tom's people. And I hadn't led worship for them yet. And I was really nervous. Well, it turned out it was just me and Tom. And I'm explaining to Tom and I'm kind of just kind of unloading all my like stress on him. And he looked at me and he goes, Angie, I trust you. Oh, wow. And I looked at him and I smiled and I go, I trust you too, Tom. And it was just like this sweet moment, (laughs) you know, and now he says, back then, that was all I could say to you. It was all I could say. And guess what? 
He was not on Facebook for a long time. He did not realize I had lost a bunch of weight. (laughs) And when I showed up at the range, he says he was just kind of floored because being healthy is really important to him. Right. And here he is seeing me being committed to health. And I guess I blew him over. Well, look at that. (laughs) I don't know. It's just all very new and strange. So, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing is everybody's saying that's really fast. Yeah. Because you're not involved in all of our conversations over the phone and on FaceTime. You haven't been involved in all that. You have never seen me hanging out with him. Like Furman, he knows because we've been friends for four years, right? right? And Furman and I have been friends for even longer than that. And so honestly, I can understand why it takes people by surprise and they think that's really quick. But I knew when I was, I mean, I wasn't looking for one. Right. But I had very high standards with God, who I shared all of my feelings with about This is what I know. I know that you are my number one. And anybody who comes along has to just jump in line with me and, and, and run towards you. This is my conversation with God. And there were other little things. And he's, he's it. He's fulfilling it all. Like nothing has lacked as far as my faith. As a matter of fact, it's grown because now I'm understanding it differently. He says his prayer is that God will love me through him. Mm. And that's what his goal is, is just to be that person that shows God's love to me, which I, I'm like, wow, I've never had that before. All I keep thinking about is, and, and kind of the, I joke and often say the advanced program or the fast track. The fast track. Yes. But it's almost like when you are a certain age or a certain maturity, you don't beat around the bush. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Exactly. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. And I think that we... When we're younger, there's this whole like, oh, oh what? I, yeah. I don't know. And you have to take the time to understand the relationship and be in a, in a relationship. Yes. But you know what you're looking for. You know what you want. And you probably have more standard and expectation that you bring to the table now because yes. I've had two sisters that have gone through divorces and my older sister has remarried, but she said, I'm not settling. No. I will not settle. Yeah. And I have not because yes. I, I made it a point to think that as well. Yes. I'm not settling at all because I knew how much God loved me. I was good yes. with God. And that's what I don't think people really understand. Well, and then I've been hearing stories from different people about, oh, yeah, such and such. I know they were on their third date and went ring shopping. You know, <laughs> it's like we met a guy. He said, I went out on the date with my wife and I proposed to her that night and we got married and we're 44 years in. I mean, Aww. it's just... Yeah, you just kind of know what you want and you know when that person clicks and yeah, it's kind of a it's a crazy feeling. But I I mean, I doubted my own feelings with that as well. I mean, I've been the bigger skeptic. He's a hopeless romantic, but I was the skeptic going, what's up? What's up with you? <laughs> what? You what? <laughs> so this fast track that you're on has yeah. led you to what? Yeah, he proposed. Yeah, <laughs> he proposed already. No, but it was something that we... What did you say? Well, it was something we talked about all along. So him proposing was just, listen, I already had the dress. <laughs> I, already I, had the, I already had the wedding date. Okay, let me, let me back up <laughs> for just a it. moment. We were supposed to go to South Carolina. He wanted me to meet his brother who's not doing well. I was going to drop him off, meet his brother, and then go to my girlfriend's house. So that was a fun vacation. I was going to go see my girlfriend. All right. Turns out that that didn't work out. And he said, would you be interested in going back to New York to see your parents? So I took him back to meet my parents. And I said, if we can survive, if we can survive this one, (laughs) I know that we're meant for each other. Right. And they loved him. 
They absolutely loved him. Listen, he was ready to wine and dine my father. He said, I want to honor your dad. I'm, you know, he, he brought a fancy outfit. He was going to take him out to dinner. The whole thing. Ten minutes into dinner, when we arrived, my dad was like, I thought you guys were engaged already. And we're like, no, we're not engaged yet. And Tom goes, Fred, we were going to ask you first. And he goes, oh, you got my blessing. You're oh, way. Wow. He goes, I'm a good judge of character. You're way better than the last one. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny. But Tom was like, well, that was easy. It was 10 minutes in. I don't have to buy him dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So they really did love him. But I told my my mother and my sister, I said, one of the things that I have, believe it or not, have never done is I have never gone dress shopping. I've never did it for prom. I never did it for weddings. And this is my third wedding. Yeah. Okay. This is the third and last wedding. I have never done this before. I said, let's go to David's Bridal because we're in New York. And I said, then I can go to Ohio and find what I want. But I just don't know what kind of style I would look good in. And I've lost weight. And my mother and my sister are seamstresses, so they can really help me. And it was special. Yeah. So we went, but we drove all the way to Syracuse, which is like an hour and a half for us. My dad was like, hey, I'll get the guys. We'll meet you out there and have dinner. So he brought the, the guys, meaning Tom and my brother-in-law, Chuck. Then we all just went out and had dinner afterwards. But here's the thing. I try on these dresses, blah, blah, blah. I find a dress. I found a dress. Listen, I gave them a $200 limit for a dress. Listen, I just wanted something plain, right? I found a dress that was like 160 bucks and it's perfect. The jacket that I bought with it is just a little, (laughs) almost as expensive, but that was worth (laughs) it. So worth it. And then I found shoes that fit me perfect. And I mean, it just, like the whole ensemble came together and I went, okay, now I'm like in a fog because it happened so fast and I've yeah. never done this before. I didn't realize all of a sudden I'm buying a dress and I said, well, wait, I'm, I'm going out with this one. I'm leaving with this one. And they were like, yeah, if you say yes to the dress, which I'm like, <laughs> this is not like the show. What am I doing? Right. And I said, yeah, yeah. Okay. So under $400, the whole from top to bottom was under $400 shoes, belt, jacket, dress. Unbelievable. When I hear that, I'm just like God's favor, God's favor, God's blessing, God's favor. Then my mother and father paid for my dress. They paid for the whole thing. And my mom got in the car and she said, I've been saving $300 and I wanted to buy your dress, but your dad's going to pay me back. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. That was just such a huge, wow. That meant more to me just because of the fact that they wanted to do that. Right. You know, that meant so much to me. And I didn't thank them specifically for the dress when I left because I wasn't sure how they worked it out. Right, <laughs> I, didn't right. to, I didn't want to get my mom in trouble, you know. <laughs> so I just said, thank you for everything. And then later my mom says, you didn't say, thank us for the dress. I'm like, okay, it's because, you know, I didn't know what you guys worked out. Anyway, okay, so I bought a dress and I had looked at the calendar and this date just jumped out at me, August 29th, just jumped <laughs> out at me. And I was like, that's the day, but I didn't want to commit to it because... We didn't know how this was all going to play out, when we were actually going to get married, etc. And then when we decided that we were going to get premarital counseling, well, we knew we were going to get premarital counseling the whole time, but the, the pastor that we're getting counseling with said, you, you have to get on the books. So then it worked out with my parents and well, there it is. There's the date. It's, uh, it's in the 29th of, of August, which I'm super excited about. And uh, I, to say the least. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But God has really been working things out. So I haven't told you the latest, Nicole, you're going to love this. So we've been thinking about where to go on a honeymoon. Okay. <laughs> and we want the beach. We wanted to go on the beach, yeah. but I don't want to drive eight hours to get to the beach. And I don't want to fly to go get to the beach. I just want to get on my honeymoon and enjoy it. 
And so a friend of mine was helping and she said, go to Michigan. It's beautiful up there. You can get right on Lake Michigan. And I showed it to Tom and he goes, I've lived in Chicago and I know how cold it is up there. And it never really gets warm enough in Michigan to do that. He's like, not Michigan. Well, I thought to myself, I wonder if he'd be willing to go to Lakeside. Do you know what Lakeside is? I do not. It's like a Methodist community up by Cleveland. And it's a place where he actually grew up. His grandfather had built a home there that that rents out. And and he just every summer he would he and his family would go there. It has lots of memories. He's even taken his family up there and, and spent time and you can rent houses and you can you know, it's just really cool. But it's a it's a Christian community. Well, he said, someday I want to take you to that. I was like, that's awesome. So I'm thinking he doesn't want to go to Michigan. Maybe he'd go to Lakeside. But I didn't say anything to him because I didn't know what was in his mind. And he said to me, I was wondering, would you be interested in going to Lakeside for our honeymoon? And I was like, yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> Absolutely. I said, I had that thought too, but I just hadn't said anything to you. He goes, that's it. I'll make the arrangements. And so three hours of a drive. Right. Yeah. And and it's a place that has memories for him. And I want to share that with him. And so he's going to make all the arrangements. And I'm like, yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that was another blessing. So the dress was a blessing. That was a blessing. Just the fact that my parents liked him was a huge blessing. And things just keep falling into place. So now we're trying to figure out where are we going to have this shindig? And we've talked about your house. We've talked about other places. It's just I'm waiting for God to just kind of show it. And we have to figure out where we're going to live, which is the bigger craziness in my world. And I'm not so comfortable with waiting, but Tom is really gifted when it comes to real estate. So I'm just letting him take care of it. And (laughs) and I have to be patient. You know how hard that is for me? (laughs) You're learning. So can I, did I tell you about how we actually got engaged? Did I tell you about this? Snippets of it. So we, we had planned on this and, and actually I have my grandmother's wedding set. So my engagement ring is her engagement ring and I have the wedding set. And he took me and got them sized to my finger. So he's had them and I knew he was going to propose. I just was waiting. He was, he was waiting for me to say, yes, I'm ready. And I was waiting for my parents' approval. Right. So when I got my parents' approval, then I told him, I said, that's fine. And then I was just waiting for him to just create whatever he wanted to create. Cause he was like, I'd marry you right now if I had the ring. And I was right. like, you're so sweet. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it's really funny because last week, I had asked him to come up and have lunch with me because I was really missing him. And it was going to be several days before I saw him again. And I said, would you mind coming up and having lunch with me? I really want to see you. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. And so I took him to my favorite restaurant, which is the Flying Pepper Cantina, which I love. I love the Flying Pepper. So good. So there's my shameless plug for the Flying Pepper. (laughs) Well, he thought I was hinting that I wanted my engagement ring. I said, no, Tom, because we were talking later. I go, I don't hint. Like I straight up tell you, right? right. <laughs> I don't, I don't hint around. I don't play games. I don't do girl things. I don't do those girl games. I said, I just, when I said, I really want to see you and I want to take you to my favorite restaurant. Those really were the, the whole thing I wanted to That was to my do. motive. I was hungry and <laughs> wanted to eat with you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that was exactly right. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I misunderstood. I thought I was picking up signals. And I don't know. <laughs> no, there was no signals. I, pr- I promise you, I am a straight t- talker. I will tell you straight right. up. So we're sitting in the restaurant. We had to wait for a table. And when we got sat down, I was sitting on the long bench and he had the chair. Well, he turned the table sideways and he sat next to me on the bench and he put his arm around me, which I thought was really sweet. We were just going to sit on that side of the table and just have this little romantic lunch in the middle of the crowd at lunchtime. And we got our drinks and we got, you know, stuff to munch on. And he pulled my ring off my finger. I have a music note ring. 
Uh-huh. And he pulled my music note ring off my finger and I thought, oh, that's so sweet. So he's got his arm around me and he starts whispering in my ear and he starts telling me, you know, all the things you tell somebody when you want to marry somebody, which I'm not going to repeat because that's just between the two of us. <laughs> and um, he's telling me all these things and all of a sudden the girl comes with the food and I'm like, oh, it comes the food. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. So he stopped. I was like, oh no, <laughs> he stopped. And then we started eating and he didn't finish. <laughs> He didn't finish the conversation in your ear? <laughs> no, because the food was there. So we ate our lunch. <laughs> we, can't, we can't let a good conversation be interrupted. I, don't, I guess it felt really awkward, so he just, like, left it. Anyway, <laughs> when it was all said and done, he pulled out, he's got this anointing oil, mm. Rosemary of Sharon, and he pulled out that and he anointed my finger. And then he's like, I really want you to wear this this weekend. And... Because I was going away and he put the engagement ring on my finger. He continued saying all the sweet things in my ear. But it was so sweet because I had, you know, he had his arm around me and I just leaned in and he just talked in my ear and he told me all the stuff. And it didn't need a knee. It didn't need to be a big deal. In the middle of this busy restaurant, it was just him and me, you know, and he put the ring on my finger and then that was it. Right there. You nailed it. It was just between him and me. It there was, are yep. so many people that focus so much on the engagement, the wedding, mm-hmm. that they, they missed the boat about the marriage. And all along the conversations that you've been talking about has been about preparation for the marriage. Marriage, right. Because yes. the wedding day is just a day. But No, I, but that's beautiful. Yeah. We're focused on the on the actual relationship. I said, well, maybe you you're, you can't get down on one knee and back up again without help. But jokingly, and he was like, no, I think it's overrated. He said, he said, this is what you and I, this is who you and I are. And I said, you're right. It's just you and I. And it was really sweet, all the stuff he said. As a matter of fact, I, I told him another time, I said, say it again. Tell me again. You know, I wanted to hear yeah. it again. So then he wrote it on a card. He made me, he, he got me some flowers that he had created he had a florist create flowers for me, a flower bouquet, because he knows how much I love orchids. Yeah. So he had somebody create this orchid bouquet. And then he wrote it all again on the card, which I keep with me in my little book so that I can read it whenever I want to hear what he said to me on that day. Oh, that's beautiful. So he put it on my finger. Boom, we're engaged. And (laughs) so, so crazy. I've never been engaged before. I've, what I've, do you mean? I have chosen to get married and then we set a date and did it. I have not had an engagement ring and done the whole engagement period. Wow. I mean, I've never had that. So walking around with an engagement ring on my finger is kind of new for me. I had never had anybody propose to me like that before. It was just a decision we made in the conversation and we went on. And this was totally different. He, you and I talked about this last week a little bit. And I think that we need to say it on the podcast Everything that we're going through for him and I is like a redemption of our pasts. Right. And this morning we were talking, even even this morning, talking about what God has done for us in the last year. And God did the same thing in our lives for both of us. Right. And I said, wow, you really are made for me. Like, I can't believe that we were going through this stuff at the same time and didn't know it. Mm. But then God just kind of healed us. Right. And yeah, it's, it's all about redemption. We both feel it. And I'm just excited to find out what God's going to do with a marriage. Right. You know, because I was doing good, doing my own thing, but now it's like I can do better with him. Right. And I'm looking forward to it. So that's my engagement story. I love it. (laughs) I love it. 
And yeah, I had to, I actually had to sit down and explain it to my pastor the other day too, because he was like, <laughs> okay, what is going on here? And I told him, I said, oh no, this is a guy I can marry. He goes, we're talking about this. And I go, oh yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah. So I had to explain to him my story and he goes, okay, I look forward to hearing it from him too. <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. So, you know, we, we have to, we have to meet with people. People want to know why it happened so fast. Um, and I'm thinking, I feel like I've been with him for four years. Right. Because I have, you know, we just weren't in a relationship four years ago. Four years ago, we were, I mean, we've just been friends, which is another thing I've never done with a spouse is that I never could say I was a friend with that person. You know, it was all, it was a love relationship. I was really young before and, you know, later it was just horrible. Um, but he is a friend and, right. and he is, he's a guy that I can talk about anything with, anything. Right. Wide open. And the fact that he's, a mature person like I am, and we've done life, we can talk about things. Right. Because we understand how life works. That's well, my... There's no point in not being straightforward, honest. Yeah. So you know what I did to him on that 10-hour drive all the way out to New York? Besides asking him questions about how to plan the wedding, <laughs> getting his opinion, because he really wants to be involved. Yeah. I Googled tough premarital questions. Ooh. And we talked about everything. Interesting. You know what? I don't even think there's enough people who are married that would even do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I had to I had to go in and talk about all that stuff. And now we're filling out this survey for our pastor for premarital counseling. And I'm going, wow, there's some stuff in here I don't know. And but I'm not allowed to discuss it with him. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. You mean stuff like does the toilet paper go over the roll or under the roll? <laughs> I don't know what he does. Do you buy mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? Well, one of them was whole milk. People, it, I'm just kidding. The one of them was, have you ever had a problem with alcohol? Mm. And I went, huh, I, I know he doesn't have a problem with alcohol, but I don't know if he's never right. had a problem with alcohol. I don't really love how these questions are formulated anyway. But yeah, it's like, I don't know about that. So, but it strikes up a conversation and that's what yes, it's supposed to do. Yes. So that's why we do these separately and then... Our pastor brings it together and we talk about it. Right. So I told him, I said, sometimes I'm answering because I don't like the way they're worded. I'm answering differently than I probably, I, I want to have more explanation. So I'm glad that we're going to be able to have that explanation. Right. So there you go. There's my engagement pre-wedding story. Life is good and it's crazy. And I cannot believe that I can say the words, I am getting married. Oh my gosh. So everybody wants to know, it's not really official unless it's on Facebook. Yes, we're Facebook official. All right. So now we know you're officially <laughs> engaged. Well, and, and I put it on my Angie and Friends page. Right. So it was out on my professional page before it was on my individual page. People are so happy for us. And I had, I had one friend say to me, I've only ever known you single. Yeah. And I said, I know. It's a big adjustment for everybody. It's a big adjustment for Mark because now I've got something else to do in the afternoons instead of staying and working. Right. So not married to the job anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So he, he's going to have to get used to that. But anyway, there there you go. I guess questions, comments, whatever can all come to my email. Angie.inthemorning at gmail.com. Look at how good you are. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Because I feel like I've been doing all the talking. You have. And I'm okay with that because I love, I love hearing I love hearing about you, but I love hearing about how God continues to use you and now Tom and what's the next step? What's the next journey? Because it's it's more than just, I know there's a reason for this. Yeah. What is other it? Than blessing, <laughs> yeah. Other than blessing the two of you and the favor and the redemption. Yeah. 
I mean, there's there's so much beauty behind this. Here's so the, much beauty. Here's one thing that I have seen God's perfect timing in. Mm. I have been slated to teach a singles retreat next month. Whoa. I have been slated to, to teach and I have a heart for teaching singles what I've learned about God as a single person. Now I'm in a relationship and I'm seeing loose ends tied up where I feel like I can talk to those single people better now. And I'm like, wow, really perfect timing because I wouldn't have known what's on the other side. What's the goal unless right. I had actually gotten there? Because, you know, as single people, we always have the goal. We'd love to get married. We'd love to. But we don't know what it's like because we haven't been there. Now I can be on the other side going, yeah, these were the steps I took that were really good for now. Right. On the other side. And so I feel like I can talk to singles even better. So if you want to sign up for the singles retreat, it's only for women. It's on May. Oh, that weekend of May 16, 17 in that. I don't know exactly. But One Plus God Ministries is is the one that's hosting it. And it's OnePlusGod.org. Look under events. You can sign up for the singles retreat. Anyway, there you go. No, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yep, it'll be my last chance to sing, to teach a singles retreat. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing because God really has used this story to help me understand the whole process better. And I want to encourage other people. And Tom tells me that all the time. He said, people need to know our story is a story of hope and redemption. And people need to hear it and be encouraged. And he's already prayed for people who have said, we want your story. And he's oh. prayed for them. And so there you go. You know, God's going to God's gonna use it however God wants to use. We've com- completely, you know, given over our relationship and our ourselves to him first and foremost. So whatever he wants to do. I told Tom, I said, honestly, God is my first love. You are just icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool. So there you go. I'm getting married, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> get married I have to keep oh. saying it because it just doesn't seem right but I have the ring on my finger and it is a beautiful ring and my grandmother would be just over the moon to know that I'm using her rings yeah the shine keeps getting in my eye oh yeah I just can't see anything alright well we gotta get going because oh my goodness we've been talking for a long time so say goodbye Nicole congratulations Angie thank you bye bye the Shine FM Podcast Network